as a mommy stripping Santa Claus. I've told you this, right? That like it, it was like recent that I realized that was a song about a mother and a father kissing. Yep, and not a mother actually having an affair. Yes, it was not about an infidelity. <sighs> anyway, with Saint Nicholas, that a kid like that was a kid's loss of innocence. Yeah, sure. My loss of innocence was when I came out to see the Christmas presents being put under the tree, and my parents were also doing coke. Gee. That was one of many. Not a lot of innocence to have after that. Sail away, sail away. Hello, friends, and thanks for subscribing to the Defining Marriage podcast. Every week we talk about what's happening with marriage and stuff. James, how's your stuff? We were so bad. We didn't do an episode. We didn't. But we have a reason, don't we? We were at Arby's. We we have a reason for squeezing. It's the season for squeezing. It's the season where you go out and you squeeze a pumpkin right by its pumpernickel balls. Yes. Now, do you want a pumpkin? Do I want a pumpkin to eat? Yeah, or to to converse with? I guess you could do any of those things. You could converse with it while you eat it. Oof, that's an interesting idea. I would talk to a pumpkin. If a pumpkin had a human face, I would have a long conversation with it. I wouldn't want to eat it, though. I don't find pumpkin taste to be a good taste. Now, they have ghost pumpkins at the grocery store. Tell me more. Did you see these? No. Are they invisible? Yes, they're just selling you nothing. Yeah. They're pumpkins, but white. Oh, yuck. Yeah, they're like albino pumpkins. Okay. This must be some new thing, because I've never seen these before, like marketed. I think occasionally I've seen weird gourds that are white. They're white gourds, sure. Yeah, but I've never seen them marketed as like ghost pumpkins. Good marketing. I don't care for the whitewashing of Halloween. Halloween is to be orange and brown. It is to be Dunkin' Donuts colors. It is to be 1970s parlor colors. Mm. It is to be today's parkour. Yes, Roy Rogers. Rope trick lasso. But where were we, Matthew? We weren't here to do the podcast. We were in Santa Clara. Oh, where they, the cow. Yeah, yeah, where they were having Gamer X, the LGBT gaming convention. What on earth were you doing there? We had, well, I had a panel with some friends, and you came and watched, and we talked about our project, Playing with Pride, where we drove around the country and talked to LGBT gamers and got stories from them. So we had a nice little panel where we talked about that, and we're going to be doing another one here in Seattle at the end of this week. And listeners, if you'd like to know more about the project and find out when we'll be live streaming it online, you can go to playingwithpride.com and sign up and you'll be the first to know. The very, very first. We also, we shot interviews, did we not? We did. We did like a dozen interviews. It was exhausting. And uh, I mean, I really, I just have to sit there. But while I'm sitting there getting the person to talk, I have to be listening to everything they say, which, you know, I can barely do that with you. I know. It's quite a skill. Mm. So anyway, we did a ton of interviews with folks. Uh, we are going to be showing off some highlights from our many, many interviews on sep- uh, October 15th at 7 p.m. at the Timber Room here in Seattle. So I hope listeners, if you're local, you join us for that. Yes. If you are a timber wolf, come and, and howl at us. Say howl. So I have also, to bring the, the subject back to this, I've been playing more Gabriel Knight. Oh, yes. Speaking of the Timberwolf. What can you tell me about Werewolf? So now we're on to Gabriel Knight too, and the character of Grace has many flaws, but among them, the actress is just saying Werewolf. She As well not, she should. She does not try to say werewolf. Yeah. It's werewolf. That's what it is. It's very cute, but I really don't think it's intentional. Werewolf. She is also super crazy. 
Well, the character is written and directed in a way that does not conform to how humans interact with one another. No, it's really weird. And I have to assume that it's because they either there was a lot of content that was taken out or they just did not understand how stuff would look when it was all put together in an interactive game experience. Well, she's always mad. She enters every conversation angry and accusatory. Yeah, and then there's this big climactic emotional catharsis that she has in a library where this one character has been doing research and Grace is annoyed that she's doing the research and Grace is like, so help me God, I'm doing the research. Get out. Like... You can both do research. Right. Well, also, they're doing it in Germany, and one of them speaks German and the other doesn't. Yeah, that's the thing, is the woman that she's mad at is the one of the only characters who speaks German and English. Mm-hmm. Seems like she'd be helpful to have on your side, Grace. Well, right, because Grace is constantly like, my Germany, my Germany, my German isn't good enough to do that. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, you could just ask Gerda for her thoughts. To Gerda her loins. It's really weird. So my assumption here is that Either they overwrote this game, and then they realized how much they had to shoot, and they because this is an FMV game, which means that it was very resource intensive to make everything. And they're like, "Oh boy, we can't put all this stuff into the game. We got to cut, 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 cut." And what they were left with just didn't make sense. Well, I think they're also going for this rivalry thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally down for that. I think that's great, but it's not actually in there. All you see is the fight that results from a rivalry. Right. Right. Anyway. Uh, Speaking of conflicts, Mm. Ben Carson is convinced that there will be mass killings. Well, he's probably not wrong. We have mass killings all the time in this Mm. country. He says that we need to stand by Mm -hmm. our religious convictions or else, quote, there will be mass killings once again. But wait, even while they're standing by their religious convictions, there are mass killings. Yeah. If anything, religious convictions have been responsible for a lot of mass killings. It's true. If you want to really... Well, that's a can of worms, isn't it? (laughs) I suppose it is. Uh, Because, he says, the reason for this, somebody was like... This was at some, like, religious voters conference thing. Mm -hmm. And somebody was like, um, why? And he was like, because of the whole gay marriage thing. Okay. Uh, Take me on a journey. Ben Carson, help me understand. Uh, well, he dozed off around the end of this, so we don't know nope. exactly where he was going. But he said the whole gay marriage issue and elaborated, why must they change it? I believe the reason is, if you can change the word of God in one area, then you can change it in every area. It's the camel's nose under the tent, and it mm-hmm. will just be an avalanche of one thing after another. Many metaphors here. I love it. I love the camel is sniffing around under the tent and it causes an avalanche. Don't bring your camel to an avalanche. No. And don't bring your... uh, Ooh. Don't bring a can of beans to a wine tasting. (laughs) That's such good advice. That's my family crest in Latin. Oh. Nobinium duvino. Oh. My family crest is just toothpaste. Oh, James gave me such a look. I'm unimpressed. (laughs) Um... Well, I mean, what is there to even figure out there? Because it, it seems like the like many of the things he says, like the, the cryptic clues in an ARG. <laughs> like, this is an alternate reality game, and by puzzling out the camel's nose and the avalanche and going to the right URL, you get, like, a, a discount boob job at his clinic or something. Oh, but he's a brain surgeon, so it would be a head boob. Well, you get two brains, the place <laughs> where your boobs were. Uh, which is not bad. You get three brains oh, for the price the, of none. The premise of The Man with Three Brains, the sequel to The exactly Man with Three so. Brains. Exactly Steve, so. Steve Martin with a big rack mm. and... Uh, Multi-processor, hyper-threading powers. What? You know, he's, he's the computer wore tennis shoes. Oh, 
you're making references that I don't understand. Beep, 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 beep. Okay. Uh, so that's Ben Carson doing his thing. Apparently the Duggars were present at this event. Sure, you remember course. them. Well, I mean, there's got to be a Duggar in every room at this point, right? <laughs> we could be Duggars and not even know it. Sure. We're all descended from Duggars. Uh, so in other uh, God news... Well, let, let's just go oh, back to Ben Carson for a second. Yeah, I'm trying to... Like, so... There will be mass killings because the word of God was changed in one place. So, the word of God wasn't changed. The word of the law was changed. Yeah. Um, it was a pronoun change. So, it wasn't a big change in terms of words being changed. If you want to meet him more than halfway, you could okay. say, if you want to well, disregard... I don't, I don't want to meet him in a tent because that <laughs> sounds like it's going to be trouble. Yeah, yeah. Bring your snowshoes. Uh, if you want to meet more than halfway, uh, he would say that the word of God is being disregarded or interpreted differently. But many of our laws don't have anything to do. In fact, arguably, all of our laws should have nothing to do with the word of a God. I don't think he would agree with that. Well, then I guess that's a fundamental disagreement because which God? The God. There's only one true God, they would say. But don't the we have... The God upon which this nation was founded. That's how they That's how they make that work. Okay. That's how they thread that needle with a camel. So, once the camel goes through the needle, he pops out the other side and notices the Constitution there, which says the government shall make no law establishing a particular religion. So, therefore, we, we can't pick one God and say, this God's word is the, the word of the law, uh, because that is Sharia law, which has been banned... In many places yes, in this country. they do like the free exercise clause, and they're not so big on the establishment clause. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't expect Ben Carson to recognize that this is exactly the same as implementing religious laws elsewhere. That's something that we, we seem to dislike, except mm. when it's the, the god of your choice. Yes. Yeah, so, I don't know, maybe someday we'll have a flying spaghetti monster country, and, and they can implement whatever fun laws they want, the colanders and whatnot. But until then, Ben Carson wants us to have God in our laws, clearly. Because okay. that's that's what we have turned away from, in his view. Okay, because, I mean, just to go to the word of God thing, no religion is forced to religiously recognize same-sex marriage. Yeah, of course. No church has to marry anybody. No religious officiant needs to officiate religiously in a wedding mm -hmm. in that capacity. So, the word of God in the context that we have set aside for the word of God to be the guiding law, which is religion, uh, is unchanged. Mm -hmm. In the domain where there is no God, the law... Uh, it a pronoun changed. Yes. Yeah, and uh, as a result, there will be mass killings because oh. our laws have turned away from the word of God. Okay. Well, I mean, I mean, like God I said, says, he's not wrong. There will be mass killings. Yeah. Um, I will. I, I will now put on my uh, amazing Kreskin turban. Was he the turban? I think so. You're already wearing a wizard robe. I am, and I'm going to hold this envelope up to my head, and I'm going to say, in the United States, in 2017. There will be many mass killings. Oh, there'll be mass killings this week. Sure. Uh, and uh, if you want to chalk them up to gay marriage, sure. Uh, I'm not sure it's gay marriage killing the people. Uh, <laughs> I think we can maybe find, uh, if we want to Occam's razor it, mm. uh, it may be razors yeah. killing the people. Sure. Or it may be other things that make the blood come out of the people and then they die. But yes, anyway. Yes. Gay marriage doesn't kill people, uh, but it doesn't help. Yeah. <laughs> 
in uh, other... Oh, I see. <laughs> That's actually... Yeah, gay marriage doesn't kill people. People incensed by gay marriage kill, kill people. people. <laughs> kill people with razors. Yeah. There you go. You figured it out. Uh, also this week in God, uh, the Pope was sad. Uh, okay. He was... Uh, so a Vatican Not official... Mia. A Vatican official tweeted... Uh, this week. His icon, by the way, this Vatican official, uh, his icon was the egg. He hasn't changed his icon. Come on, church. It's, Come on. It's, it's celebrating Easter. Oh, maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Uh, you know, these are the people who invented illuminated manuscripts. I would have thought that they'd have a little bit of, of graphic design acumen and, and have a nice little icon for themselves on Twitter. Fair this enough. is neither here nor there. Mm. Uh, this man tweeted, how much sadness on the Pope's face when I read him the news of the two married nuns. Okay. Um, This also sounds like an alternate reality game riddle. Yeah. How much sadness? I'm going to say six. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably about right. Uh, So the nuns Uh in question, there are the two women who are former nuns, and they left the nunnery and got married. Their names are Frederica and Isabel, and I believe they live in Italy. Okay. I mean, do they know the Pope? Because, I mean, people... (laughs) So in my experience with Catholicism... uh, People sometimes leave the religious orders because their lifestyle choices don't uh, aren't compatible, yeah. um, and that's a thing that happens. And uh, I guess so much sadness on the Pope's face each time. But uh, why why these two nuns? Well, I don't think that he he doesn't like that they're two women. If a nun had left to marry a man, as God, I guess God has like a little escape clause for nuns and priests and things. They can you can you leave. Can, you're not yeah. you're not. Trap. Say yeah. So you're not, you know, making vows for life with the priesthood. You're well, not, you you're are not marrying God when you become a priest. You are, but there are a lot of ways to get out of vows for life and Catholicism. I mean, the Pope, the, the last Pope, is still alive and stepped <laughs> down. So I mean, there are ways out of things. Sure, sure. So anyway, uh, he probably doesn't like that there were two women. Uh, sure, but yeah, I mean, I guess he doesn't like it. But why does he care about these two nuns? I guess he feels as though they were on a righteous path and turned away. Right, but I'm saying like. Like I, I am familiar with the phenomenon of people leaving to go do a sodomy. Um, so, like, it happens. It's, like, not that uncommon. So why... I mean, why is the Pope getting briefed on these two particular notes? Like, it's, it's probably not that uncommon. I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Like, what if someone had left to do something else that was non-biblical? Like, I don't know. Can Bible well, people well, eat but, fish? Sure. What <laughs> the rules? I don't. I don't know. What do you mean? Actually, the fish. The fish is the great workaround because oh. uh, you couldn't have oh, no, meat pigs. on Fridays. Wait, who can, who can't eat pigs? Uh, Lots of people. Jews can't and eat Muslims. Pigs. Catholics okay. are all about the the hog. Is there anything that Catholics can't eat? Tin cans. <laughs> is there anything? That's a good question. Um, I think uh, there is an upper limit to how many hot dogs they can eat in an hour. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. That's that's in the Bible. Uh, no, it's just a stomach thing. Oh, okay. Well, it should be. See, that's an oversight. I think in the next version of the Bible, in the next, they they keep coming out with new books, no, I'm, right? So, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, Jesus Christ. Our, sorry, our printer just started singing to us. It did. It sang a little melody. No, what I'm trying to get at is, what is special about these two nuns that the Pope is getting a personal briefing? I don't know. They were, there was a newspaper article about them, so maybe oh, okay. just because they got some newspaper Okay, so coverage. they were just, maybe just reading him the paper over the daily coffee? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and he got so much sadness on his face. Okay. Well, he yell O Fortuna and rend his robes. Can you imagine, like, that's the reaction? Like, you get married, you meet yeah. the person you love, and you have a nice little ceremony, mm-hmm. and then the news comes in that the Pope is sad that you got married. Well, that's that's a real bummer. 
you know, again, if I were to put another envelope to my forehead and guess if the Pope is going to be sad in the next few years, um, yes. And, uh, he could be real sad, depending on how things go in this country. Yeah. Because this Pope uh, actually does seem to have uh, some economic justice issues that are close to his heart. And uh, boy, oh boy, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how that goes regardless, because mm-hmm. we got troubles right here in River City. And the printer is still singing. The printer wants to pipe up. Hmm. Anyway, uh, in other women marrying women news... Sure. Edie Windsor. You remember Edie Windsor, of course. Uh, of the Windsor Mystery House. Yep. Nope. Oh. She's the adorable... The Windsor of Winter, the book that's never coming out. Yes. She's the adorable little old lady okay. who uh, had a... Seems like a very condescending way to refer to her, but okay. I don't know. I think that's accurate. All right. So she's yeah. a lovely woman mm-hmm. who was married and then in Canada, and then her wife passed away and inheritance tax because the U.S. didn't recognize their marriage and lawsuit, lawsuit, lawsuit. And Windsor was the case that was decided by the U.S. Supreme Court that led to the Obergefell decision two years later that legalized marriage for everybody. Is the basis of the rap. Windsor was the case that they gave me. Yes. So she just got remarried. Oh, how nice. To yes. a nun? To, not to a nun that oh. we know of. Mm. Uh, None a, of that nun. To a banker, I believe. Oh. Yes. So Edie is 87. She's smart. Yeah, yeah. She, mm, she, she's 87. Her wife is 51. Ooh. Yes. Mm. That's quite a difference, isn't it? Uh, it is. Yeah. It 40, would be... 40, almost 40 years. 35 like years. Like if I married a child. Mm. That's next. That's next on the agenda. I'm looking at the checklist. Bing. Child marriage. They say that if Donald Trump wins, they will move to Spain. Oh, how nice. Yes. Um, Spain would be a lovely place to spend your 80s. It probably would. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it depends on the part of Spain, but... Yeah, sure. I, I, they're, they're good neighborhoods and bad neighborhoods. I hear there are windmills that are constantly getting knocked over, so don't live <laughs> in one of them. Uh, speaking of Donald Trump winning the election, <laughs> Cher is concerned. Yeah? I love when Cher is concerned. Mm. She says, uh, they will put an end to gay marriage and to gay adoption. They might. They might. Now, I want to point out that my sister texted me out of the blue. I think she may have been having a little bit of box wine or something, because mm-hmm. uh, that's sometimes when I get texts from her. But one of them was, if you died and could haunt anyone, who would it be? Oh, it's such a good question. It's an interesting question. Now, uh, I considered you, because you thought, of course, that I would want to, con- I would want to haunt you. Yeah. I but like- I do that now. I like it. I think my death would be a respite for you i would not because currently what i do is i sneak around the house Mm -hmm. and when you least expect it i burst out and make a sound Mm -hmm. and then you twitch and scream and fall on the floor it is troubling it is troubling i've described this to people Mm -hmm. and the best reaction i've got is someone saying oh he's playful yes and that was from a therapist wasn't it yes so they were trying to be kind they were um but what i thought is if i were to die and come back and haunt someone it should be Cher, because Think of what she would tweet to have an actual ghost following her around and trying to trying to provoke her into tweeting. That's not bad. But anyway, I'm sorry. Back to her very salient point about yes. taking away the gay adoption. Yeah, they, they literally could take away gay marriage and gay adoption, depending on how things go. Uh, Ted Olson does not agree. He's one of the lawyers who worked on the Prop 8 case. Mm-hmm. He says he couldn't change it if he wanted. And I don't think he would change any of that. I don't think that's something that's on his mind. Now, of course, Ted Olson, a Republican, has reason to defend Donald Trump, which, I mean, hmm. as as we've seen, 
Republicans will defend Donald Trump to to the bitter end. I guess. So he's like, don't worry, no reason to be afraid of Donald Trump. He couldn't change it if he wanted to, and maybe he doesn't even want to. We don't know. Oh, hmm. boy. Yeah. Okay. Um, Thanks, you know, Thanks Tiles. I, I don't understand life anymore. <laughs> I don't. I really don't. Like... I think things have been permanently changed in a way that is, uh, you know, this year I, I am cautiously optimistic that Trump will not be the next president. Um, but even if he isn't, I think this is uh, setting up a, a path forward for trouble. Mm-hmm. But, uh, oh, well. Yeah. Who was it? Who was I saying was... Oh, that they were going to nominate Alec Baldwin and Rosie O'Donnell for the Democrats in the next one. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, maybe. I, I, maybe. Well, I'll tell you whose election chances do not look so good. Mm. Roy Moore. You remember oh. our old friend. Oh, Moore. So, Moore him. There has been a ruling from the Judicial Ethics Committee or Judicial Oversight Committee. Yeah. They have removed him from the bench for the remainder of his term with no pay. So he's out. Okay. No, but what about him? Isn't he going to run for something else now? It is entirely possible. He cannot okay. run for the Supreme Court again because of his age. Ah. Uh, oh, but, that's an interesting thing. Yes. Okay. Uh, he can run for the governor. Mm-hmm. Now, the last time he tried this was 2006, and he lost the primary, so yeah. it's not looking great for him, but maybe, 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 now that he's distinguished himself as, as a special kind of homophobe in Alabama, sure. maybe... I mean, is he also super racist? Because that seems to be playing uh, well in certain constituencies. Maybe. It wouldn't surprise me. wouldn't surprise me. Now, he's not giving up on the Supreme Court. Ah. He can appeal this okay. decision. Uh which he's doing. He's appealing on the grounds that he was not given due process, which is rich. Hmm. I mean, it sounds like he went through the process. And yeah. also, yes, I get the irony of the equal protection and the due process. Mm. But um, what is the basis of his argument? Because it sounds like he went through the process, the yeah. process they have for evaluating if someone should be removed. I think his argument, if I'm understanding correctly, is that the process was improper. Okay. So does he right. want a trial by combat? Uh, ooh, now that would be fun. Mm. If it was him versus who was the drag queen? It wasn't Panty Bliss. Who was the drag queen who was uh, 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 trying to get him thrown out of office in Alabama? I've forgotten her name now. Uh, I never knew her name. Oh well. Anyway, if it was him versus a drag queen, it was aphasia delate. Oh no, it was uh, it was something salad, ambrosia starling. You said salad, but then you didn't actually follow through and put that in the name. No, but it was something salad related. Oh, I see. Yes, oh, okay. ambrosia starling. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's him versus Ambrosia in a duel in a in a in a makeup and couture fashion oh, walk off. Okay, so he he issues the challenge and she gets to choose the weapons. Yes, and it's going to be lip sync for your life. Yes. Ooh, girl. Oh, don't fuck it up. Okay, so that's the Roy Moore situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, things are more, more, more. <laughs> How do you like it? How do you like it? More, more, more. I don't. <laughs> that's what the state judicial inquiry that is the transcript james was just reading from the transcript of the judicial inquiry yes yeah, so there's a little chorus of mice who issued the ruling <laughs> oh that would be so wonderful that would make me so, so a happy. bunch of church mice oh. with uh with a hymnal singing oh. more 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 and the uh, the pope sheds a single tear oh uh also in the gay marriage news this week california has passed ab 1887 that's my blood type now, no California official is allowed to travel to states with Religious Freedom Restoration Acts on official state business. 
Now, when this happens, mm-hmm. I never understand what it means. Like, it, we're not barring citizens from traveling to parts of the United States, because that would be crazy. Yes. Uh, what does it actually mean when a state says that they are banning travel to a place? Yes. So, uh, official government business, uh, state employees, the state can't spend any money on that travel. So, uh, if you're holding, I don't know, a conference or you're going to a sports thing or whatever, uh, you, and and it's for your job, Mm -hmm. then you have to go, you have to do it in a state that does not have a religious freedom restoration act. Okay. And this is obviously a symbolic gesture. Does it have any practical... Because, I mean, barring state employees from spending money in another state that's in, in the course of doing their job, that seems like it has almost like no actual economic effect. It's it's purely just the symbolism. It's hard right? to say. So one of the ways that they justify these laws is by saying that we don't want state employees to be put in a position that is unsafe to them by sending them to a state where they do not have legal protections. Now, one of the mm-hmm. impacts, it, it, from my reading of it, one of the biggest impacts it might have is with sports games. Okay. So uh, state schools, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the University of California system now cannot send their athletes and their teams to these 20 states that have Religious Freedom Restoration Acts. Okay. Now, this seems to have maybe unintended consequences because are, are we punishing college athletes who are perhaps out of state students mm-hmm. for going to the University of California system? When really this doesn't have anything to do with them. I don't know. This seems to me like a big game of chicken. Yeah. So are they, you know, because there's there's some retroactivity built into this. So, um, you know, if, if you have made arrangements ahead of time and like you booked your hotel room already, then there's exceptions granted. Mm-hmm. And if there's emergencies, that's allowed as well. Sure. So I'm curious if the effect is going to be that, sorry, kids, you can't participate in this sports game or is the impact going to be, oh, well, we're the NCAA or whoever it is that oversees college sports, yeah. and we're going to move this tournament to a state that everyone can go to? Well, I imagine that is what they would prefer to have happen. Right. I, I just feel like, you know, I mean, some of these college athletes who are coming perhaps from states like North Carolina to study in California, they don't really have any skin in this game, but like their college athletics career could be affected by it in ways that they, you know, couldn't have known when they enrolled. Yeah. Now, I, I, I don't want to say, oh, the poor college athletes, like, oh, think of, think of the athletes, think of the athletes. Um, but, I mean, are there other situations where maybe people who aren't involved in this particular argument maybe are getting uh, punished? It is entirely possible. It's really unclear to me who this affects. Yeah. Like, let's say there's a, a meeting of the National Association of Transportation Officials, mm-hmm. and they want to go talk about buses and things, yeah. and it's in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And, whoops, sorry, San Francisco officials, you won't be able to go to this conference and make connections and learn about what you can do because it's in Tennessee. Yeah, I guess what I'm getting at is, and I, and I don't know, maybe this isn't the case at all. But is it cutting off your nose to spite your face? Is it like, I'm going to make this grand gesture that we don't like you, and then in so doing, you actually just end up hurting a bunch of people in your own state? I I don't know. It just seems to me that not spending a little bit of California taxpayer money in North Carolina, which I understand like that feels icky if you don't like what they're doing, Mm -hmm. but by not spending a little bit of money there, are you actually hurting people in California more than your sending um, 
the harm you're doing in California outweighs the message you're sending right. to the rest of the country. And what good you do by reassuring employees, oh, we will only send you to states where you are protected. Sure. And I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. That's a good question. I do not know the answer to that. It's something that has been done to a more limited extent here in Seattle and in Washington. Uh, they have banned travel to certain states. The California one is the broadest one that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So that covers all states with Religious Freedom Restoration Acts, and it requires the state to keep a list of states that officials can't go to. Sure. As far as I know, it, what we have in Washington and in more locally in Seattle is that they pass laws targeting specific states. So, oh, you can't go to North Carolina until they overturn HB2 or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So this California thing is an interesting mutation of that where they're handling it a little more dynamically. They're saying we've got a list and the list is going to change and update and reflect the current state of things. And we're not passing these piecemeal things that address only one area at a time. So I think that's good. But yeah, I agree. Unintended consequences, is this a symbolic thing that's going to just make life harder? Like, who's going to flinch first? Is it the economic isolation that California endures or the economic isolation that Religious Freedom Restoration Acts states endure? Yeah, and I mean, I want to believe that smart people were involved in drafting this legislation and that it wasn't just a knee-jerk emotional reaction. Isn't it pretty to think so? (laughs) Yeah, and that... They've considered all these things, and it's it, it makes a lot of sense. And there's maybe exemptions where exemptions need to be made, and so on and so forth. But uh, but I don't know. Just on the surface of it, it, it's one of those gestures where, like, I get that maybe it feels nice at the time to be mm-hmm. like, we don't like you. <laughs> but yeah, I just wonder what the effectiveness of it is. Here's the reason why I have some confidence in this bill, having been looked at by wise eyes. I don't know what I mean by that. The Tootsie Owl? The Tootsie Owl, yeah. Uh, By that I mean Dustin Hoffman? It was signed into law by Jerry Brown. Uh And he is not a man who suffers fools. So I, even when Jerry Brown likes a law and likes the intention, he often will veto it because of unintended consequences or it wasn't done procedurally in a way that he likes. So he is a tough governor to get stuff by. Mm, That's true. And he signed it. Okay. So... I have a feeling he wouldn't have done that if there was economic consequences to the state of California. You know, he's, he's someone who would be very comfortable saying, look, I like what you're doing here, but uh, it's going to really uh, shit the bed for a lot of people. So no. Okay. I hope he would say that. I, I hope so too. And then I would want him to make uh, snow angels in the bed. Oh, no. You know, picture that. Picture no, Jerry Brown James. today, Governor Moonbeam, go- Governor everything. Governor Moonchicks. He's nude. He's in a real human bed. Mm-hmm. And he's just had an accident. Like Jar Jar said, Mesa Dosa wanna maybe too accidentally. And then Mesa banished. And then he starts doing his snow angels uh, while singing... I've been kissed by a rose on a grave. Now, James, I told you that when I woke up this morning, I was feeling a little nauseous. Sure. And I was on the road to recovery. Mm -hmm. And this is how you have derailed my progress. He's doing his snow angels. And then he... You've re-nauseated me. A little dabble do him. He puts his fingers into the dapple down uh, material. And uh, as you approach, he goes, did you know? And when it snows, my eyes become larger. And then he draws larger eyes around his own eyes uh, with the poo. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us this week. And my apologies to all of you for everything. If you've been enjoying the show, God help you. Leave a comment on iTunes or tweet at me on uh, Twitter, 
uh, or that's where you tweet. I'm at mm-hmm. Matt Baum. Don't forget, we're having that uh, live show where we're showing some highlights of our interviews of gay gamers talking about coming out and reconciling with family and talking about gay game spaces. Uh, that's going to be at uh, the Timber Room in Seattle on October 15th Ooh. at 7 p.m. We're going to have a raffle. We're going to be playing games. We're going to be giving some things away. And it's going to be really fun. So I hope you can make it. Tell your friends. And uh, I think that's about it for this week, James. Right? Oh, oh, no, no. There is something else. Stand by. Okay, uh, I have to find a way. James, why don't you read this? Uh, I can't because I don't have my glasses. So we've received a lovely piece of feedback. James, would you mind reading it? All right. It says... Hi, Matt. The Family Thermos is the funniest podcast ever. Good God. James is a treasure. Parentheses. Please imagine that in your most... Oh, please imagine that in your most proper Maggie Smith voice. So I have to go back. James is a treasure. Nailed it. You are the Gertrude Stein and Alice B. Toklas of podcasts. I do hope you start holding Salon soon. Cheers. Isn't that lovely? That is lovely. Uh, so which of us is Gertrude Stein and which of us is Alice B. Toklas? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> they, they, uh, you were both... doing a little Alice B. Token last night. Oh, that's possibly why I'm feeling a little a little hoarse this morning. Oh. Uh, you know, you're also riding a little horse. Yes. Anyway, that feedback was from Gary Campbell. Thank you oh, so thank much, you, Gary. thank you, Gary. I really appreciate that. I always imagine Matthew talking about me in his most proper Maggie Smith voice. What is your most proper Maggie Smith voice? Hello, subjects. Has she ever played a regent? I don't know. Oh, I'm sure she's played a Viscountess. I'm sure she's played a, a, a Duchamp. But someone with subjects? I'm not sure about that. I guess she's had students. Hello, students. Has she instructed Witchy Pooh? Oh, of course. How could we forget her greatest disciple? She was Wendy. Was she? Was she the Wendy? hamburger girl. Wait, what? Oh, hold on. Mm-hmm. Witchy Pooh, Billy Hayes, was Wendy the hamburger girl? No, we're talking about James Barry. Good God. Mr. Barry was Sir James. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh. You're going too fast Dustin for me. Hoffman the Owl. Help. Oh. And then Bob Hoskins. What about Smee? I am on one of those da, 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 amusement park da, da, merry-go-round da, things da, that's a swing da, that just spins da, da, you. Da, da, and I feel like da, the chain has just snapped and thrown da, me into da, another da, county. Da, 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 Boom, boom. And by the power vested in me by the internet, I hereby pronounce this podcast over. Santa Claus is the original daddy from space, and he loves you.